0: I'll be gone today. I'll be back around the way. Seems like it's where I go. More I see, the less I know. But I know one thing. I love you. Are you going to be like this the whole time? Probably, weeks You're making me do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to it then because we'll get through it faster. Just play the song next time. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we do not celebrate Love Your Cousin Day. I'm Gary. I'm Ross. And today we are talking about the 2010... Don't Gar- call it a classic. I'm not going to call it a classic. <laughs> <laughs> just let me get there. All right. The 2010 Gary Marshall romantic comedy ensemble film, Valentine's Day. Yay? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And you know they're still showing this movie at certain theaters? I think they're a little behind. No, I, I googled Valentine's Day, the movie, and then it gave me showtimes for theaters in our area. Well, I'm glad it lasted because guess what, folks? <laughs> On February 12th of this year, this film will be 10 years old. Ouch. Ouch. I saw this with my first high school boyfriend in the theater. That was 10 years ago. Stop it. Did you know that you're almost 30? Please stop. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. (laughs) We have a lot to cover today, but don't forget before we get started, go follow us on Twitter at kick and stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. And if you want to write the show, you can write us at kicking and streaming podcast, all spelled out like that. It's an and not an ampersand. At gmail.com. Also, like, she doesn't mean, like, you can write the show. Like, she doesn't. That's our job. (laughs) Like, you can give us ideas, but no, you can't write it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Valentine's Day. It comes every year whether you like it or not. Everybody's gonna love today, gonna love today, gonna love today. It's the day when your love life is put on display. I'd like to send a dozen of those to the best girl at my school. Thanks for your wife. I'm 10 years old. No, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Where there's always a chance for romance or disaster. Okay, I'm going to go now. Okay. It can be confusing. It's Valentine's Day today? Hello? No, it's a Monday. Valentine's Day always falls on a Thursday. Who's your head? That's Thanksgiving. So it can be complicated. Alex and I were supposed to have sex today. Love can't be planned. It's not love. She's talking that. But at the end of the day... It's all about love. So how do you guys <laughs> feel about each other? Oh my gosh, I totally love him. And I'm crazy about her. Sabian wrote his number on my hand. There you have it, young love, full of promise, full of hope, ignorant of reality. My father said to me, "You ever with a woman that's too good for you? Marry her." Happy Valentine's Day. Wow. She said yes. Was it Stalin who said, "No retreat, no surrender"? I think that was from a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> Greatest love song of all time: Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. That's a stripper song. Yes, have another bottle of wine. Valentine's Day is about anger, disappointment, love, romance, mating, discretion, Berkeley, commitment. I love it. I love hype. <laughs> They gave Gary Marshall another shot, guys. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> you know what? This is one of the this is one of the better Gary Marshall films in my opinion. I am inclined to agree. Gary Marshall, as you guys know, was our beloved Buck Cluck. Yes. In uh, Chicken Little, and we do love him and we love hearing him speak. He directed Princess Diaries, guys. Yeah. I mean, Gary fucking Marshall there, did the Princess Diaries films. Two of the biggest stars in this movie he's directed before, yeah. Anne Hathaway. And Julia Roberts, because he directed Pretty Woman. <laughs> did he really? Yes, he did. Wh- what? Oh, my God. We are coming back to that moment later. Just no, you I, wait. Shut up. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. 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 When we say ensemble, we mean it. I mean, honestly, I, I've, you've already seen this, but I had to make a relational map, guys. Yes. She has a chart of how everyone in the film is connected. This is some love actually shit. Let's see, we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We've got about 20 principal characters. I'm glad that I made this chart, though, because by making this chart, I was able to determine who the main character is. Who is the main character? I believe it's Julia, Mm. Jennifer Garner's character. I don't know. But we'll come back to that later. I think they're all main characters, Carrie. Oh, stop it. I think the mains are Reed and Julia, yeah. I'm gonna read. I'm just gonna read them all off, and and we're not gonna go into a bunch of long tangents like we normally do. I'm just gonna y- you name off the actors one by one, and I will give you a project. One, Jessica Alba. I don't know. Really? <laughs> Keep going. Sin City. Okay. Kathy Bates. Misery. Jessica Biel. Couldn't tell you. Oh my God! She's in the sinner right now, or she was. Okay, that's the only one you get. Keep going. Bradley Cooper. A Star Is Born. <laughs> yeah, you jumped on that one real of quick. Of course. Eric Dane. He's my dad, day and night. No, he's not. No, wait, what? What? Eric what? Dane. What's he in? Eric Dane's, he's McSteamy on Grey's Anatomy. One of our friends has a pillowcase with his face on it. There I, we go. I'm not going to name there we names. Go. There's another intercast connection, which I will be mentioning all throughout the film. Keep going. Patrick Dempsey. Mm, get Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's also in Can't Buy Me Love. Aw. One of my favorite 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Hector Elizondo. Princess Diaries. Obviously. Jennifer Garner. uh, Juno. 13 going on 30. Okay, I said one. I know. <laughs> you wanted to get through this quickly, Meryl. Jamie Foxx. In Living Color. Yes. Or Annie. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. um, <laughs> That 70s show. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Princess Diaries. <laughs> And uh, our beloved, uh, sorry, I'm breaking my own rule. Uh, Devil Wears Prada. Absolutely, uh-huh. that was a great episode. It was Ashton Kutcher. That '70s Show. Yes, <laughs> Butterfly Effect. Absolutely, we got to cover that someday. Mm-hmm. Queen Latifah. Everything. Everything. She's in a lot of things. Beauty shop, hairspray, Taylor Lautner, Twilight, but more importantly, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, <laughs> represent. George Lopez. Horrible television. Oh, stop it. (laughs) I didn't get it, but... Emily, if you're listening, I'm sorry for the dig on the George Lopez show. (laughs) Shirley MacLaine. Sweet Charity. Steel Magnolias. Another connection. Yes. Emma Roberts. American Horror Story. I'm fabulous. Julia Roberts. Everything. Yeah, everything. You know how much money she got paid to be in this movie? Three million dollars. Three percent of the returns. She wasn't even in it that long. I know! (laughs) Kind of like when Meryl Streep was cast as uh, the chief elder in The Giver. Like, they didn't need her. But, like, (laughs) we have a lot of money. Where do we throw it? Meryl Streep, of course. Speaking of throwing money at people, Taylor Swift. Oh, cats! (laughs) I love that we can say that now. I hate that. I know you hate it. Mm. Okay. Now that we've gone through all the mains, can I just say one thing? I love a New Line film. New Line does good films. They do. At a minimum, the production value is fantastic. And let's talk about a $200 million profit. (laughs) Yeah. Well... Not really, $225 million. Because this is one of those movies that the critics were like, wow, this stinks. And the audiences were gaga. No, yeah, this was a huge marketing scheme for Valentine's Day as a holiday. What a coincidence because Hallmark invented Valentine's Day. Isn't that funny? Or something. Or they all got together and did it, whatever. They all got together and uh, perpetrated a capitalist fraud. Okay, shall we? Hey there, all you sleepy Angelinos! A good, good morning to you. It's your buddy, Romeo Midnight. I know, I know, I'm the voice you normally listen to in the middle of the night, but today is special Los Angeles. It's my favorite day of the year. Today is Valentine's Day. Dr. Romeo Midnight? Something like Something that. Something like that. <laughs> A cute intro with Dr. Romeo Midnight and uh, they really want you to know. Uh-huh. That we're in L.A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, do they ever. We're in Southern California and it is Valentine's Day. Can I just say that the first entire part of this movie takes place between 5 in the morning and 8 a.m.? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like It's so bright outside I, at 5 a.m. Like my, the, One of the first things I wrote down was like, God, it's early. <laughs> People are hustling and bustling. This is early. We open on our first couple, Ashton Kutcher And Jessica Alba. You know, you might find us popping back and forth between referring to the characters as their character name and their actor name, just because no one really cares. (laughs) (laughs) But we have Reed Bennett. Yes. He is a florist. You can tell what he looks like because his name is Reed Bennett. (laughs) He's a florist. He's got that shag haircut every guy had in the 2010s. Jessica Alba is playing his girlfriend, Morley. Yeah, that is such... Oh my god. You know what? Isn't she an actress? I honestly don't know if they specify at all what she does. But that sounds like something that's like, isn't that a L.A. cliche? Like you move to L.A. and you change your name and your whole, you gave yourself a whole new identity. I'm pretty sure the original character, I'm pretty sure Morley's character's original name was Jessica Alba. (laughs) They just wrote that (laughs) because I think it's literally just to have Jessica Alba in the film. We're going to find a lot of these couples in bed the first thing in the morning. Really? And then we're going to follow them. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to follow them through the rest of their day until midnight that same night. Mm -hmm. Okay? So this is going to be a long-ass day. Reed and Morley are in bed. Reed has an engagement ring for her. I'm sorry, proposing on Valentine's Day just sounds like a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Yes, because this movie, ironically, is a long example of how this day that was invented by the greeting card companies puts so much pressure on couples and singles alike in America. Like, either you hate this day or you love this day. Read wants to try and put it on her finger so she'll wake up with it on her finger. Mm -hmm. And it's not going well because he digs her hand out from under the pillow and she's got a phone in her hand. So, like, if Ashton Kutcher woke you up in the morning and put a ring on your finger, wouldn't you say yes? (laughs) I mean, here's the thing, Ross. I don't think she actually says yes. Because, first of all, he starts with some pretty weird advice from his father. There's one thing they said that was... Pure genius," oh. he said. "If you ever are with a girl that's too good for you, marry her." Mm. And like she's staring at him, pie-eyed. Maybe the advice should be: if you're ever with a girl who's too good for you, let her go. <laughs> really? <laughs> and find someone who's just right for you. Yeah, for real. Anyway. But just like all men following the toxic advice of their fathers, the cycle continues. Yeah, because the next thing we see is him bursting out of the front door of his house like... Said yes! said my life, I have someone who needs me, someone We never actually see her say yes. Yeah, I don't know if we heard yes. <laughs> You're right. Thank you for bringing that up. Like any Gary Marshall film, the music in this film is great. I agree. Uh, I think that Gary Marshall has a talent for giving you a nice transitional montage. He said, fuck screen swiping. Let's have a long montage in between every single scene. I love the music from this. It's all very 2010. Like when Say Hey came on, I yes. was like, wow, this is 2010. A lot of the songs you hear throughout the movie, I'm like, am I in middle school? <laughs> you know, the next thing I wrote was after she said yes, I wrote George Lopez. Why? <laughs> you just don't find George Lopez funny. I just think it's kind of racist to make him the gardener. Oh, okay (laughs) that's fair he could have been any other role in here but no he's the associate florist yes he's reed's co-worker Mm -hmm. reed owns a flower shop it was a family business yeah it's adorable actually Mm, they're from italy they get in the van which is pink by the way i love that i do love it i could be a sappy cheese ball all day moaning about love to total strangers and no one will think i'm a moron Because it's Valentine's Day, huh? At the news station. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, at the news station. This is ridiculous. I know what you're talking about. We're introduced to Kelvin. I can't remember his last name, but he's the number two sportscaster for this station. Kelvin Moore or something? I I think so. I think so. Jamie Foxx. Yes. And we're supposed to be learning about him, but I can't pay attention because the weather girl is tap dancing. Um. Sunshine on late morning. And look at these numbers. Highly up the valleys in the 60s and a bit cloudy by the coast until mid-morning. When he literally goes over to ding, 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 Kathy Bates. Absolutely. Who, Kathy, I'm sorry, Kathy just said, you know what, I'm just here for the day. Can I be in the movie? It's a Dustin Hoffman moment. She's on (laughs) screen for probably not even a full collective five minutes. Yeah. Throughout the entire thing. Not a lot of screen time. She's billed second. She is. It is in alphabetical order, but you know what I mean. Also, when he when he's inquiring about the tap dancing <laughs> weather girl, just the way Kathy Bates looks up and goes, Oh yeah, boss thinks it'll raise ratings. And I was like, Yep. That's a comment on Hollywood. Anything for the ratings. And she's just here to tell Kelvin, listen, it's a slow day. You're gonna do the lifestyle section. <laughs> And he's salty about it. It gives me acid reflux. That's what it means to me. I mean, we spend a lot of money. Nobody cares. It's not even a real holiday. We don't take the day off. Come on, seriously. There's only one story today, Kelvin. <laughs> and that's about <laughs> love. When she corners him and Kathy Bates goes, I need happy. I need romantic. I need love. And I need it from you. This is Kelvin's chance. This is Kelvin's chance to prove that he is more than the number two sportscaster at this network. Cut to Dr. Harry. Patrick Dempsey, juggling in a nice hotel room. Jennifer Garner, Julia, is in his bed. You do have a fluff, after all. Oh, yeah? What's that? Your job. I thought women like doctors. Mm. We do like lab coats, but the flying around everywhere is not so good. I'm only going to San Francisco for one night. Couldn't somebody else do it just tonight? No. I'm the best. <laughs> According to Dr. Harry, he's got to go perform heart surgery and he can't be with her for Valentine's Day. And she's really upset about it. She says she'll probably end up going to her friend Kara's I hate Valentine's Day party. Maybe. Because Kara's always alone on Valentine's Day. Uh, and she should be. We'll get there, though. <laughs> oh, that's so rude. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. All right. Okay. Cut to Anne Hathaway and Topher Grace in bed. Topher Grace and (laughs) uh, Anne Hathaway. I just, the first thing I notice in this scene is the IU banner in the corner. Oh, yeah. He's from Muncie, Indiana. He's from Muncie, Indiana, guys. We know some people from Muncie, Indiana. Shout out. Chirp, chirp. Not really. (laughs) Not lately. (laughs) Not lately. Last night was... Amazing. Hey, thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I used to be a gymnast. Oh, well, that explains <laughs> a lot. Yeah, that I didn't weird. hurt you. Right. She's an aspiring poet. He likes to be punctual. So they're like throwing on their clothes, getting ready to go out the door for work. She's late for her new temp job at an agent's office. And he works in the same building in the mail room. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's how that works. Weird. But when she goes outside, she takes a phone call from this... Bow chicka wow wow ringtone? Which we will hear often. Oh, yeah. Hi. Oh, I was thinking about you all night long. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't answer on the first ring. It's not my fault. I was thinking about what you were going to do to me, and I just couldn't wait. Guys, she is a phone sex operator. Because she works for Naughty Nymphos. (laughs) She's an adult phone entertainer. And she gets on one of her calls, you know, to give somebody a thrill and a jolly. And she's going, oh, that sounds great. You want to have a threesome? And there's a lady with a cat. (laughs) And she goes, it'll take me a minute to change. (laughs) And then she just walks away. Cut to Hector Elizondo and Shirley MacLaine mm-hmm. as Edgar and Estelle, mm-hmm. their grandparent age. Yeah. And they're taking care of their grandson, mm-hmm. Edison, who's a little boy. Edison. This is really a hard day for you because they used to make handcrafted cards together. Well, maybe I should have offered to do that with him. I did, but he said it was only fun when it was with his mother. Edison's not in a very good mood because mm-hmm. he misses his mom on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day was kind of their thing. He's also in love. He is also in love. With someone who shall remain nameless. So he is just having a tough day all around. He's in love with someone at school. I know. It's so adorable. Mm-hmm. Cut to Julia in an elevator and the doors open and Taylor Swift comes into the car. <sighs> With a ridiculously sized teddy bear. I really hate this, but Taylor Swift does a good job. I know. I hate it. It's an appropriate role for her. Mm. So, my boyfriend texted me this morning, and he was like, Look outside your door. Oh. Uh, but, you know, I look outside my door, and my boyfriend's nowhere to be found. Right. But there's like this giant white bear. bear yeah, the bear's there. Bear. On the ground. And he's a before. Yeah. She's a high schooler. Her name's Felicia. Like we said, 16 years old. It's cracking me up purely because of Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Because she keeps telling her like this and this. And Jennifer Garner's like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> like, I get it. I'm glad. We Can't wait to get out of this elevator. Julia is best friends with Reed. Yes. Which I always forget about. He left her a voicemail. Reed's got big news. So she's going to go by his flower shop and see what it is. Mm-hmm. The woman working the counter in the flower shop, that's Gary Marshall's daughter. Charlotte! Yes. Well, I don't know what her actual name is. Kathleen. Kathleen. Kathleen Marshall. Yeah. And she plays Charlotte in The Princess Diary. I said, Charlotte! Gary Marshall, you stop it! <laughs> I wrote, Reed and Jennifer Garner are friends. <laughs> I went, okay. He's telling her about his engagement, and she's telling him that her new boyfriend had to fly out to perform heart surgery, and Reed's got a suggestion. You know what you should do? Surprising. You think so? Yeah. <gasps> Why not? No. Well, come on. Well, I don't know where he's staying. And I you make know. a call. You find out. What's the big deal? <laughs> uh, you really think I should go? Why not? Well, it's Valentine's Day. You don't think. You just do. Reed is an eternally optimistic romantic. It's Valentine's Day, he says. You don't think. You just do. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the spirit of it, I yeah, guess. I don't know if I agree, <laughs> but... <laughs> She's also like not as pleased as she could be when she hears about his engagement. Yeah, she's she's like, oh, great, you know. Yeah, it's a trend with the people around Reed. They don't seem very uh, enthusiastic about his engagement. Not nearly as enthusiastic as he is. Like they're trying to gas him up, but it's just not. He's all over there. He's over the moon. Hello there. Hi. Hey, honey, I'm just pulling into the airport. I'll call you when I land, okay? Okay, I get it. Okay, have a safe flight. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, bye-bye. Patrick Dempsey is not where he's supposed to be. Oh my God. That's the next thing I have in my notes in all caps. Hi, Daddy. Did you fix all the hearts? Oh my! I want to vomit. Like he comes to this huge, immaculate house that only a cardiologist king could own. Ugh. His hot wife is in the pool. He picks his daughter on the head, and she goes, "Hi, Daddy. Do you fix all the hearts?" And oh. I'm like, oh, "Okay." Oh, and this is where he picks three oranges up out of the bowl on or the table, or lemons, or something, something, and starts juggling. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, surgery went late. I stayed at the condo. I figured. Hmm. Doesn't daddy juggle well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who wrote this fucking movie? I love that joke, though. Cut to Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts on a plane. I can have mad respect for Julia Roberts in uniform. Right? It's a good look on her. She looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you know who else looks amazing? Bradley Cooper. Yeah, they both look amazing. Bradley Cooper looks the same now as he did in 2010. Oh, Wasn't that the year he was the sexiest man alive? Probably, yeah. You on active duty? Yes, sir. Two bars, is that lieutenant? Two bars as a captain. You have a loved one in LA? I'm sure I'll be happy to see you. She's a captain. Yes. Yes, in the army. She hasn't been home in 11 months. They're both stuck on this plane. It's like a 14-hour flight. Uh Uh-huh. They start chit-chatting. He asks her, are you on your way to see a loved one? And she's just nodding her head mm-hmm. like and they haven't seen each other in so long and she's she cannot wait to see him and she can only be with him for like a day a day not even that i think half a day yeah a night she's gonna be with him a night and then she has to fly back in the morning it's incredibly romantic yeah <laughs> like you get these inklings you know because bradley cooper is like he got somebody and she's like yep and he's like oh like you get these little inklings that he's trying to talk her up the whole time uh-huh. and i love right before we cut to the next scene he goes you on facebook because it was cool to be on facebook at the time i remember that's when i got my facebook was like 2010 and not a lot of adults on you know not a lot of older people had them yet now it's an evil evil thing yeah that we have all contributed to oh gosh anyway morley comes into the flower shop because reed forgot his wallet she hands him the wallet and she doesn't have her ring on yeah Bad news bears. Do you have any idea what it would be like at work today if I wore that thing? I mean, people will be asking me. Where'd you get the big (laughs) ring? You know, how many bridesmaids? How did he do it? (laughs) Gonna have kids? How many? Three. Someone has commitment issues. Somebody doesn't want to get married. She literally asks them to keep it a secret. Yeah. That they got engaged. This is a red flag Come on edgar is driving edison to the flower shop so he can pick up valentine's day card and some flowers for his sweetheart all grandparents drive cadillacs is you think that's the truth (laughs) yes and it's very true of our experience i love you telling him this cute little story about how he met grandma shirley McLean. she knew what you were going to say Yeah, she's been reading my mind like that for 51 years the pretty girl was grandma right the pretty girl is grandma right and they pull into the flower shop and edison goes in hands ashton kutcher about 15 dollars for a 55 dollar <laughs> arrangement and says i want you to send a dozen roses to the prettiest girl at my school Aww. and ashton kutcher's like <laughs> what the fuck okay <laughs> but you know reed's gonna read reed's gonna read he believes this is a day for love and so he's gonna do it but like it's not gonna be his top priority we're sorting mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we cut to the mailroom where Topher Grace slash... Oh, I don't think we said his name. It's Jason. We didn't say his name or Anne Hathaway's name. Uh, it's uh, Liz. Jason and Liz. Jason and Liz. Okay, sorry. So we're in the mailroom where Jason works. Jason doesn't know it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, well, he only realizes when one of his co-workers brings in all of the damn carnations, you know? What? No, it's a Monday. Valentine's Day always falls on a Thursday. That's Thanksgiving, your head You thought that for 25 years? Dude, he's from Indiana. They only celebrate Love Your Cousin Day. I uh, know you're thinking of Kentucky, but... Wow, of course Liz was acting weird this morning. They're really rough on Indiana in this movie. And I'll say exactly what Jason responds with. <laughs> no, that's Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Oh my this goodness. This is the crossroads of America, baby. We can have whoever we want. Not just our cousins. Not just our cousins. Cut to Anne Hathaway on the floors above. She's temping as an assistant to an agent Mm -hmm. played by Queen Latifah. Bipolar Paula. I know they call me bipolar Paula. Don't. But you should know I'm in crisis. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It has nothing to do with being alone on Valentine's Day. Of course not. And everything to do with my client in crisis. I love Queen Latifah. I I would want to work for Queen Latifah. I would want to work for Queen Latifah so bad. (laughs) Oh my God. Especially in this movie. Yeah. She is a boss. And you know, Liz is only working Paula's desk because it's Valentine's Day and her regular receptionist got it off. Paula, Queen Latifah, is the agent for... Sean Jackson. (laughs) Yes. Famous footballer. And he is played by Eric Dane. He's kind of at the end of his career Mm -hmm. at 35 years old. Yeah. My goodness. The footballers do that. And then you have all that life left to enjoy your shot knees and your torn ACL and your back pain. He lives in a bungalow on the beach. I love it when he comes out on the (laughs) balcony and all the white ladies doing yoga on the beach are like hey when you can come over for a swim (laughs) oh sorry sweetie i got lots going on today i'm running out of patience and i'm running out of willpower but right now i gotta make a call he's watching the television and he's like is it over for sean jackson oh yeah we think that his dilemma is whether or not he's gonna retire yes because he's getting too old apparently apparently he's kind of like brett Favre, i guess yeah when he said that he was the oldest quarterback in the nfl at 35 at 35 and i'm like huh football's rough you can't do it for long i guess not it tears your body up he calls his publicist jessica beale Queen dork. She is queen dork. The the queen of the neurons. (laughs) Her name is Kara. She is his publicist. She's on a treadmill and she almost dies trying to answer the phone. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's trying to push the off button and she just keeps pushing it up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And she can't get off of it. She finally gets the phone. Media blitz on my career has begun. Yes, I know. Are you okay? Of course I'm okay. Comes with the territory. What I'd love is for my highly paid publicist to take care of it. I'm on it. So they make a lunch date. Can we talk about the fact that Kristen Schaal is playing a high school student? Guys, Louise Belcher, everyone. <laughs> Emma Roberts pops up. First of all, I hate these kids. <laughs> you don't like the teenagers? We come to this high school campus it's the most beautiful high school campus you've ever seen in your life but that's california for you yeah we're not in california are we carrie we sure are not we sure aren't <laughs> <laughs> emma roberts is playing grace mm-hmm. they're like friends they're like classmates i don't think they're friends but she's asking her about information about a test or yeah. something and grace is like i really can't help you today because i'm planning to lose my virginity over lunch Yeah, you know i'm free tomorrow lunchtime lunchtime tomorrow will definitely be free oh, you'll be done having sex by then Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. It'll be good. All right. Bye. And it makes (laughs) Kristen Schau super uncomfy. She's just crushing that can in her hand. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I can't tonight or today during lunch, but tomorrow. Her best friend is Felicia Taylor Swift. Fuck. And Taylor Swift is dating Taylor Lautner. Taylor squared, everybody. Both on set and in real life. What is, um, what's the skeeves name that wants to fuck Emma Roberts? His name is Alex. Alex is Grace's boyfriend. And Alex's best friend is Willie, Taylor Lautner. And Willie and Felicia are dating. So it's this weird little quad. Yeah. And like they're literally both talking about it individually. Yeah. How like, they're going to have gonna... sex. He said, are you going to eat before? <laughs> and he's like, "Uh, no. Back on the plane, Julia Roberts is beating Bradley Cooper at backgammon. Her name is Kate and his name is Holden. Yeah. We forgot those too because we don't their names don't get said a lot. Yeah. He's like, why are you so good at this? And she's like, it's just basic training. Yeah. You size your opponent up and you adjust your strategy accordingly. Yeah. And then he invites her to size him up. You boarded the plane wearing a suit but no wedding ring. Serious but not committed. You let a stranger sleep on your shoulder. Kindness. It also feels good to be needed. The heart-shaped candy. Either you have a problem with sugar, which... Based on the amount of maple syrup you put on your pancakes this morning, I wouldn't think so. Or you have a problem with candy in the shape of a heart, which means you might have a problem with romance and things pertaining to this day in particular. Not bad, soldier. Now we're in a classroom, because Julia, we learn, is a teacher. And Edison is also in her class. He's the little boy that wanted to get flowers Mm -hmm. for his sweetheart. One of the kids asks her, Franklin, I can't wait to hear this. Go ahead. It's Patrick. Are you in love with anyone? Cut to that dirtbag Patrick Dempsey. Yes, he's gone into the flower shop where no. Reed is working Yeah, and is like, Hey, I have two lovers. Can you very <laughs> discreetly send flowers to both of them? And Reed realizes that one is for this guy's wife and one is for his best friend. Cause he writes their name and address out on the cards. Julia. Pamela Copeland. Same last name as you. Could that be your wife? Yes. I thought we had some code understanding this. The code is the code. I just I just wanna make sure that your understanding Sam understanding is my understanding. The code is the code, man. Ugh, I hate him so much in this movie. Yeah, he plays lots of characters that I enjoy in movies, and in this movie, he's just a sleaze bag. Now we're back with the teenagers. Jesus, this whole sequence is so cringe. Can we not with the foreigner song? By the way. Oh my god! <laughs> Wish me luck. Alice Virgin's calling for you. If you need any help? Text me. It feels like first time. Alex is pulling up in a Jeep. His friend is dropping him off because what the plan is. On their lunch break, they're going to do it. Because her parents work, Mm -hmm. so they'll have alone time. Yeah. And he's gotten there early to set up. So he goes in, he does the whole flower petals thing. He gets naked in her bedroom <laughs> with his guitar <laughs> and starts singing this horrible song that he wrote for her. He's practicing in the mirror. I just love it. He's got his underwear on at first, and then he's like, no. I'll be naked. I'll be naked. And guess what? Her mother comes home. Grace? Oh, Alex! Oh, my God. oh Mrs. Smart! Oh. oh, my gosh, what are you doing here? I am rehearsing. Naked? naked yes and the whole business is so awkward because she doesn't like get angry she's just surprised to see him there yeah naked and then in her daughter's bedroom she tries to give him his underwear or something and he trips and whacks her in the head with the guitar god look at the time i gotta go there's i'm I'm, thank you for everything i'm so sorry it's okay are you okay no no please do not come any closer this does not look right, Alex. It's out of control. He runs out of the house naked. I don't care to comment further. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at Bipolar Paula's office. Liz is on the phone, speaking in a Russian accent. Just play it. I'm wearing my thigh-high black leather boots, carrying my riding crop. Uh, pull down your pants and bend over. She goes into the desk and gets a rubber band ball out of the drawer mm. and like is snapping it. What a sweet little pinkies you have, and I will beat it with my crop until you submit to me, you filthy peasant. It is hilarious. I, I can't hold my pee anytime I watch it. I cried. She does such a good job. I know <laughs> the way she's like. Thank you for using naughty nymphos. The charge will appear on your card as vague entertainment. This is where Topher Grace comes up from the mailroom and asks her out to dinner. I love that because he's like trying to quote some sort of poem to her to seem cool. E.E. Cummings, I think. Yes. (laughs) E.E. Cummings. Am I fired? Yes. (laughs) Paula flings open the door and they're trying to be cute. And she goes, how fast does that cart move? And he goes, let's find out. And then like (laughs) rolls it away. And she goes, please. There's a man online too asking me to cover him up in Vaseline and bubble wrap. I'll take care of that. Um, I can't prank callers, <laughs> and he doesn't have a Russian accent, so I don't think you'll need your horse. She's been found out. Yeah, and she's like, "You heard that?" And she's like, "It's okay. You a freak. Just <laughs> place my calls first before you place those." This is where we get to Sean. Listening to radio coverage in his truck. Oh, yeah. About how, once again, it must be hard. You know, I don't, and I don't feel bad for people in stardom. They have everything, but I do. We we acknowledge that it's a tax on them. Yeah, and. He's listening to his life being picked apart on the public radio. You're listening to Mike and Mike in the morning on ESPN Radio, America's number one sports talk show. And Greeny, the news of the hour. Sean Jackson, now a free agent. But what's he supposed to do next? Maybe he can check out Craigslist, see who's hiring. <laughs> He rear ends George Lopez in the flower van. Yeah. And (laughs) George Lopez is like, you're going to pay for this. Oh, you're a famous football player. What is up? It takes him all of five seconds to ask for an autograph. Exactly. And I love how it's George Lopez that inadvertently inspires him to do what he's going to do next. Yes, because Sean Jackson's like, I don't get why people send flowers on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Like, why not just go to the store and buy them and then give them away yourself? And George Lopez. (laughs) And by the way, his name is Alfonso. Let's just keep calling him George Lopez. <laughs> and George Lopez goes, Some folks like to get flowers at the workshop. To some people, love doesn't exist unless you acknowledge it in front of other people. Which is so true, isn't it? It can be true because, like, if you're living in the shadow, that's not good for you. I said P D A. It's PDA. <laughs> Sean has an epiphany. He knows what he wants to do. He calls his publicist and says, I know what I want to do. Shut up a press conference. (laughs) He's going to set up a press conference. And then he speeds away and George Lopez drives away. All of the flowers falling out of the back of the truck on the way. Yeah, because he busted the door when he rear-ended him. So he's got to go back to the flower shop. Reed is helping him move stuff over. And he's like, should I tell Julia that this guy is married? So what do I do? Do I tell her and break her heart? Or do I just... Keep it to myself and stay out of it because it's really none of my business anyway. You really want my opinion? Yes. No. Yeah, well, it depends. What's your opinion? Well, I think you have to ask yourself if the situation was reversed, what would you want her to do? Reed's got to take deliveries to the school, including Dr. Harry's... Uh... (laughs) Including Dr. Harry's arrangement for Julia. Mm -hmm. And so he interrupts her class to give her these flowers... And he's like, um, can I see you in the hallway, please? Don't get on the point. Why not? <sighs> You're sweet. Is it because Harrison came into the shop? Yeah. And it made you realize that things could things could change between us. And he's trying to tell her that this man is married. And she's like, Oh, I get it. You don't want to lose your buddy. You're worried that. If I get serious with this guy, it's going to change what we are. Exactly. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just literally trying to keep you from getting hurt. Yeah, She keeps interrupting him. And she's like, I've got a 530 flight to San Fran. I'm going. Also, Edison is very disappointed that Reed did not bring his flowers with him. They probably fell out of the back of the truck. While she's left her class alone, it's devolved into chaos. And there are children beating each other up. So she can't talk right now. So he moves on. Guess what him and George Lopez go to do? What? They go to catch Morley at home to surprise her with some more flowers. Guess what's Morley's doing when he gets back to the apartment? Packing. She's packing her bags. Yeah. That dirty bird was going to leave him and not say anything. I know. I'm sorry. I love you. But I'm just not ready for this kind of commitment. And I didn't know that. This morning. This is not for me. Never mind. Mm -hmm. I said, never mind. She gives him his ring back, and he's like, that's okay. Me and the dog will be fine. And the dog goes with her. The dog chooses her. I was like, that sucks ass. It does. That sucks hairy ass. Like, I hate this movie. i don't hate this movie but i hate this movie you know, know what it, i mean i know exactly what you're feeling yes and because like it was kind of a wrenching scene to me and i was like this is ashton kutcher and jessica alba like come on and she's but you know she has a point he, he she does have a point point. and she's like come he, on he's going down the stairs and he looks back at her and he's like did you even consider marrying me of course i did But when you ask a girl to marry you, do you want her to just consider it? Or do you want her to just know? I mean, she's right. And she's making the right move here, but I'm just like, damn, that sucks for Reed. He comes back out. George Lopez has decided while he's doing that, he's going to fish. (laughs) He comes upon him fishing and basically admits to him that it's over. I had a feeling. Excuse me? That it wasn't right, Reed, man. You know... An inkling. An inkling. You had an, you, had, you had an inkling and you kept it to yourself? You know, I had an inkling about that. I didn't think it was going to work out anyway. And Reed's like, why didn't you fucking say something before? That's what <laughs> friends are supposed to do. You just let me go on blindly. Yeah, he's upset. Yeah. And, he, you know, men just talk to each other. Yeah. Th- that's my advice. Just talk to each other. George Lopez says, I've never had an inkling before. I didn't know what to do with it. And what Reed realizes is, is that he has an inkling about Dr. Harry. Mm-hmm. And he needs to go to- He has, like, way more than an inkling. Yeah, and he- <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's fair. And he needs to stop Julia from getting on that plane. hmm So it's off to LAX. Where he causes a post-9-11 disturbance in the airport terminal. He uh. runs up to this counter. Larry Miller's behind the counter. Paolo from- Yes. Princess Diaries. And he's the principal in Max Keeble's big move. Anyway. <laughs> Cease! Now look, buddy, I'm 52 and I'm wearing a bright blue shirt to work. Please don't make me madder than I am. You take a this, and this, and you have a princess. (laughs) Reed's so frazzled he doesn't even know he's at the wrong counter. Yeah. This is for oversized baggage, but he's still begging the guy to sell him a ticket. The, The guy that she thinks she's in love with is a spineless, lying creep. That's no good. No, it is no good, and I can't let that happen, because this girl, she is great. She's like... Sunshine. Everything is better when she's there. I can't stand the idea of some jerk hurting her. I just can't. Principal Paolo kind of (laughs) determines the whole situation. For whatever reason, gives him a one-pass (laughs) fits-all. He's going through security. Takes off his shoes, puts them in the thing, goes through the metal detector, but his shoes get flagged. They're gonna be looked at by TSA. But he's running out of time, so he just Takes off running. Not supposed to do that. No, absolutely not. TSA flies into a frenzy. Hi, JR. <laughs> hey, JR, what's up? <laughs> Julia's getting on the plane. It's down to the last second. She's getting ready to board. And he runs up to her and he just blurts it out. Where are his shoes? Are you okay? He's married. What? Harrison, he's married. He was married and now he's divorced. Oh, he's still married. Her name is Pamela. They live in Brentwood. I know because I deliver flowers to her. The music comes to a slow, somber note. And she's he's like, no, he's divorced. And he's like, no, he came. He was like, the code's the code. I sent his wife flowers. I saw her. It's legit. And she was like, you're literally just trying to ruin this for me. Yeah. She's like, you've been picky about every boyfriend I've ever had. And he tells her it didn't work out with Morley. And he's like, be honest with me. Do you think that Morley and I belong together? What does that have to do with anything? Just tell me, do you? No. Personally, I don't see it. That's what I'm doing here. Because apparently everyone and their mother felt that way, but nobody had the guts to tell me. He's trying to get her out of a dead-end relationship before she feels as bad as he does. But Julia blows him off. She gets on the plane. He tried. I wrote Ashton Kutcher is good. I know. Yeah. He's, he's a good bean. He's good. He's a good actor. This is where we learn that the teenage girl, Grace, is Edison's babysitter mm-hmm. because she picks him up from school and he gets in the car like he just robbed a bank. He's like, go, go, go. He's upset because the flowers never made it to a sweetheart and, that, and she's not going to know that he loves her. Grace says she'll help him fix it, but not before she takes him to soccer practice. So she takes him to soccer. Right, girl, Franklin, whoa! Oh. Hey, Edison, warm up to together, yeah, Edison, warm up with your girlfriend, grow up, Franklin. I wrote somebody flatten Franklin. <laughs> he's so annoying. I can't stand him. Edison is playing with this pretty Indian girl named Rainey. I think she's supposed to be our red herring because he's she's a very pretty little girl, and she has all of the same interests that he does. And we're supposed to think that he's the one that she's madly in love with, right? She's, yeah. She's talking about how there's going to be a Lonely Hearts party at her mom's restaurant tonight. Yes. Jessica Beale's Lonely Hearts party. Yes. It's a busy night for us. We have a wedding and a party for people who hate Valentine's Day. Why hate Valentine's Day? I don't know. We have it every year, and it's all Miss Fitzpatrick's friends. Really? Which we forgot to mention, Jennifer Garner... Julia, and Kara, Jessica Biel, are friends. Are also friends. Yeah. This is when Edison starts to look around and notices that everybody else's mom is there. hmm And he really starts missing his own mom if again. If you haven't put that together yet. Oh, just, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> and, get there because anyway. all of these paths are going to start intertwining more and more. hmm The whole scene with Jamie Foxx in Jessica Biel's office is big cringe. Oh, yeah, it sure is. This is what makes me think of her as queen of the neurons. Because he's down in Chinatown filming more fluff, and he gets a tip that Sean Jackson's organizing a press conference, and he happens to know Kara, his publicist. Mm-hmm. So he goes to her office building, tricks the secretary. He, like, has to dodge around her to open the door. Jessica Beale's having an episode inside her office. She is flat on her back under her desk with a bag of eclairs <sighs> on her lap. I love her. She he is... Just going through it. Oh, Kara, are you okay? Uh, do I look okay? Should we call a doctor? No, oh, it's this day. She has no one to love this Valentine's Day. She doesn't have anyone to love any Valentine's Day. She the did. secretary literally says every every other holiday is fine. We hit Valentine's Day. She's a nervous wreck. It's my fault. I'm alone. I'm neurotic to the nth degree. I, I don't have time to work on myself because I'm too busy <laughs> fixing everyone else. Right. My closest relationship is with. My blackberry. Right. Thank God it vibrates. Oh, no. I don't think she's upset that she's alone on Valentine's Day. I think she knows that her neuroses might be a reason why she is alone on Valentine's Day. She literally throws him on the couch. She does. She <laughs> collapses crying into his arms. Someone get Kara a Valium and a double chocolate King Cone. For really? My For goodness. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm saying. For real? So we're back with Edgar and Estelle. And... They're telling Edison, the florist can't deliver your flowers until tomorrow. Uh-huh. And Edison gets so upset, he goes upstairs, and Grace is left down there with them. And he, she starts telling them about her boy problems. Yeah, she literally tells Edgar and Estelle that she was planning to lose her virginity at lunch that day, but it didn't work out. He's, he's going to Stanford, I'm going to Yale, and it's just hit me recently that it's going to be really hard to stay together. So I guess I thought that if we had this amazing thing connecting us... It'd make it easier somehow, but I don't know, hearing myself say it out loud at all sounds really stupid. And then she's like what kind of people are with each other forever? And Edgar's like um, us? Shirley MacLaine's face falls awful quickly. Oh yeah, she looks at him and she has tears in her eyes. She gets up from the table she has to step away. What she ends up admitting to him is that she slept with his business partner in the 80s. You're the only man I've ever loved. Then why tell me now? It's been bothering me, our vows and everything, and I want to tell you the truth. truth. <clears throat> well, unfortunately, Estelle, the truth makes everything else seem like a lie. Well, joke's on her, because Edgar slept with the Queen of Genovia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding now. But no, Edgar's devastated. Edgar's very upset about this, and I love how she explained it like... Hey, I did a shitty thing, but you're gonna love me anyway. <laughs> oh, and he's just no. like, nope. And in all the drama, Grace is the only one who notices that Edison has run away. Yeah, Edison takes off on his bike and she goes after him in her junkie beetle. I love that little beetle I she do. drives. I love the junkie beetle. Stick shift, my goodness. <laughs> We're in San Fran now. Julia has landed, she goes to the hospital where dr harry is supposed to be and she asks for him at the desk and the nurses are like uh he ain't here look can i ask you a question just woman to woman okay Is dr copeland married they just celebrated their 15th anniversary oh her face and she's just like she she's so embarrassed and so unhappy. Yeah. It's hard to watch. And when Ashton Kutcher tries to tell you things, listen. you listen. Oh, my gosh. Congress. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Congress, take notes. Yes. The older nurse walks up to her and barely above a whisper, Bistro Gardens, early seating. And I'm like, oh, she. she dropped his planner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now we're at the press conference. Mm -hmm. Sean Jackson, football player, has a very big announcement. His publicist, Kara, is there. Jamie Foxx is in the pool of reporters that's on top of this building. They're on top of a building. I know. LA's weird. Everybody's tensed up. They think he's going to make an announcement about his career. That he's retiring. Because of who I am, because of my job, I haven't been able to live the life I want to. With that in mind, I'll just... Say the thing I came here to say. I'm gay. But his announcement is I'm gay and I'm gonna play. the best lines in the movie everybody is scandalized sean jackson is gay football players can't be gay kelvin moore number two sportscaster sometimes lifestyle reporter is here (laughs) for the football yes he's like wait a minute does this mean you're retiring or not being gay doesn't mean you can't play football it sure doesn't (laughs) come on 2010 be better Oh, in the next scene, this is my favorite, this is my favorite. Where, oh, okay, you mean when uh, Dr. Copeland and his wife are out to the bistro gardens? Thank you. Olivia's gonna make braces. Oh, that makes sense. I had them. You have them. I know. Good evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. And who is the waitress? It's Julia! It's Julia! One of her kids, his father is the Mater d'. It's Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> When we first see her, she, we see someone pouring champagne, mm-hmm. and then she walks into frame, and Dr. Harry almost chokes. Yeah. It's hilarious. The wife asks, what are the specials? And she goes into this long metaphor. Tonight, the chef is featuring a dish that he likes to call the lying, stinking pig. You're kidding. You're, <laughs> you're kidding. How is that good? He starts by cutting off the pig's testicles, and he chops them up really finely, teeny, tiny pieces. Then he cuts out the heart, the cold, useless, tiny little heart, then lays it on either side, and it's a nice amuse-bouche. She puts that toy down on the table. Yeah. The stupid little wind-up toy he gave her at the beginning. Uh Uh-huh. And the wife looks at the toy, looks at him, and she knows. She knows. Really? Because I didn't think she ever found out. I think she understood from the toy Mm -hmm. and, and the whole tone of what was going on. Julia's just like, mic drop. I'm out of here. The Mater D gives her food that he charged to their ticket. Yeah. It's hilarious. Now we're in a hotel restaurant. Oh, yeah. This is the hotel from Pretty Woman. The famous scene where he closes the jewelry box lid on her hands and she laughs. Everybody loves that. Oh. This is that hotel. Where Topper Grace and... Yeah, Liz and Jason... Liz and Jason. ...are in a crowded restaurant. They They are uncomfortably close to everybody else around them. Welcome to the boulevard. Would you like the four-course Sweethearts menu or the eight-course Eternal Love? Whoa, slow down. <laughs> Is there like a one-course uh, only dating for two weeks, but it looks promising option? <laughs> yes. it's, it's, I, 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 I'm kidding. I realize that, sir. I'll come back when you're serious. See, all the pressure to, be, to go out to a fancy restaurant to really impress your partner. I feel like there are lots of couples in the United States who just, they put up with mediocre relationships the other 364 days out of the year just so they can get this one day that's supposed to be important mm-hmm. and perfect and it's all BS it's made up this is the moment where she tries to tell him about the phone sex thing and she gets interrupted by a call that she has to take out into the lobby mm-hmm. alright Stanley listen to me we're gonna make this hard and we make this fast Cut to Alfonso, George Lopez, telling Reed that there's no way Julia's in love with that guy. Yeah. So according to Rumi, love has to be devastating. Listen, you don't step into love, my friend. You fall in head over heels. You ever seen somebody fall head over heels in love? For real? Reed? It's ugly, bro. Toxic septic. He tells Reed there's only a few hours left in this day, so you better go make something happen with somebody. Mm -hmm. Because it's the wrong day to be miserable. Yeah. Kate and Holden have landed. Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts. They're getting their baggage, and she's realizing it's going to take forever to get where she's going because of all the lines and the rentals and all that stuff. I'm going to help. Really? Yeah, I have a car. I live in the valley. No, no, I want you to have it. You traveled so far for a few hours, I think you should spend every possible second with this guy. That's already paid for it. Redmond will take you wherever you need to go. You just give me the address. Bradley Cooper, you sweetie. I know! such a nice boy it's like here it's only one night take my car so she is whisked away via chariot back at the hotel jason goes out into the lobby to find liz can't find her he goes out onto the sidewalk he finds her making a naughty nympho call (laughs) finds liz making a naughty nympho call as a southern belle yeah with no enthusiasm yeah and so he's taken aback by that and and has the most adverse reaction to it it's way too much for me okay I'm from Muncie, Indiana. Like, the wildest thing I ever did was leave Muncie, Indiana. Look, this is me. It's not Mm. you. I just... I'm sorry, Liz. He's like, this is too much for me. I'm from Indiana. This is not a tender moment. I guess phone sex is too wild for Jason from Muncie. So what's he going to do instead of spending the rest of the evening with her? He's going to go to Hollywood Forever and watch a movie. Isn't that in a graveyard? Yeah. It's something that they do a lot, actually, in Hollywood Forever. Um, You what? remember um American Horror Story Hotel? Yeah. That's what when Lady Gaga and that bomber go out hunting oh, for victims. That's where they are. I didn't know that. They're in Hollywood Forever watching a movie. Edgar is also in line for a ticket. They're sold out, so he can't get in. And he's like, oh, no, you don't understand. I have to do this. Yeah. I've had a bad day. And Topper Grace has an extra ticket because he left Liz behind at the hotel because he can't handle her being a phone sex operator. Well, you know, I had the extra ticket. Valentine's Day. Well, there's got to be a story there. Well, yeah, not a good one. Uh, Pretty much the worst Valentine's Day story of all time. You want to bet? And he thinks he has the worst Valentine's Day story. Bitch, please. Jason's pathetic. He is. The movie they're seeing actually has Shirley MacLaine in it. I know. Isn't that fun? I mean, he points to her on the screen. That's my gal. And he's like, literally, that's your gal? And he's like, yep. The Lonely Hearts Party. Oh, yeah. Because Kara's arrived at the Indian restaurant to set up for her party. She's got that giant pinata that's a heart with a big don't sign Mm -hmm, on it. mm -hmm. Oh, it tastes bitter. And no one came. Yeah, no, no one's showed up yet. But guess who does show up? Julia! Julia! She shows up with the takeout and she just throws it down, picks up a baseball bat. He's married. She eradicates the heart piñata. Now that's open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Edison, little Edison, who ran away, in case you forgot, he ambushes Reed outside the florist shop. And he's like, listen, mister, you owe me flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Shaking Reed down. Yeah. And Reed's like, take the flowers I was going to give to my fiance before she dumped me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, here, get in my van, little kid. And we'll go to an Indian restaurant. Bad Bad thinking? Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of other people showed up at the Lonely Hearts party. Good for you, Jessica Beale. Yeah, people just start trickling in. Yeah. They were just late. It's okay. It's LA. No one RSVPs. <laughs> they want you to know that they have their own life. <laughs> it's a wonderful contrast because there's this gorgeous Indian wedding going on across the restaurant. Yeah, And then on the other side of the restaurant, all of her friends are literally ceremoniously burning their exes property it's a weird dynamic <laughs> justin levy broke up with me on the morning of my birthday still showed up to my party <laughs> burn, burn baby burn Von Quinteros dumped me for the piano player at the beverly wilshire <laughs> two hours ago <laughs> oh charlie burn, burn baby burn, burn. Um, and kelvin shows up jamie Fong. yeah Because he's like, I have some time between telegas and I think you're pretty cute. He introduces himself as her date. Uh Uh-huh. And I love how Julia's like, yeah, Uh huh. you get it, girl. Sure. Estelle and Edgar don't know where their grandson is. (laughs) Yeah, they don't know. Because they're both in emotional stupors right now. I think they think he's with Grace. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, I hope that's where they think he is. But no, he's in a van with Ashton Kutcher. They're pulling up outside the Indian restaurant because the girl he loves is inside. Mm -hmm. Again, we're supposed to think it's rainy. Yeah. Grace also pulls up. She's like, where have you been? Yes. I've been out of my mind with worry. Yes. Look, I'm glad you're okay. Do Do you want me to come in there with you? No, I think this is one of those things I have to do myself. Yeah. He's such a little grown up. LOL, guess who's the delivery boy at the restaurant? It's Alex. Grace's boyfriend. (laughs) He literally wants to do it with her in the back of his car. I know. Isn't that weird? And she's literally just has to give him the speech like, hey, I love you, but neither one of us are ready for this. And he's like, well, we can make it happen. She's like, you're not supposed to like make it happen. It's supposed to be effortless. It's supposed to be just natural. I really think we should wait. I'm sorry. It's okay. I love you too. And... We can still make out. Today was a fairy tale, you were the prince I wrote, oh, there's the Taylor Swift song. Yup. Today was a fairy tale, Fairytale. you were a prince. But who is little Edison actually in love with? He brings the box of flowers to Julia to Miss Fitzpatrick he's in love with his teacher and I totally (laughs) identify guys when I got my first day of kindergarten gobsmacked absolutely Miss Robertson (laughs) I loved her Ross I loved like my little heart was like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I honestly I honestly couldn't remember if it was the little girl or if it was the teacher. I couldn't yeah, remember I at that couldn't point. either. And he hands it to her and he's like, You're my Valentine. And she's like Oh, this is beautiful. Well Are you sure that I am really the person that you want to give this to? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Why? Well, when you pick a Valentine, you have to be sure that you choose the right person. Or else you You could be overlooking someone who's even more special to you. Oh, is that so? Oh, is that Reed? (laughs) You're right. It's Reed. Back in the graveyard, the holiday... Holiday who be what-y? No. (laughs) Hollywood what? Hollywood forever. Oh, okay. They're halfway through the movie. Edgar's halfway through a flask of scotch. And all of a sudden, Estelle shows up in true Shirley MacLaine fashion. And she's literally on screen. Yeah. Behind her. It's so funny. Yeah. She's wearing this caftan thing that's bright red and has all these sparkles embroidered into it. Edgar (laughs) Edgar, where are you? She's yelling. Down in front. (laughs) Edgar. Estelle, I guess that's Edgar. (laughs) They run to each other and right in the middle of everyone's viewing experience, reconcile on the spot. You gotta love everything about them. Not just the good things, but the bad things too. The things that you find lovable and the things that you don't find lovable. I understand. I'll never leave you. to the i hate valentine's day party and kelvin's excusing himself he has to go make a telecast Mm -hmm. and Kara quietly slips out behind him Mm -hmm. so put a pin in that we catch paula back in the office (laughs) and (laughs) and she's going through some calls it's like 10 o'clock at night and she answers the phone like whoever this is you better have a good reason she goes oh vladimir (laughs) let me tell you something vladimir you don't know what rough is until you've dealt with a true African queen. She picks up a metal ruler off her desk. Let me get my stick. Me to Her eyes! <laughs> the way they bug out of her head. I howled so much. I love it. I made Gavin come watch it. I was like, stop whatever you're doing. Come here. The ending of this movie kind of jumps all over the place. Yes. We're going to talk about these mostly one at a time. Yes. Because it does cut around quite a bit. Go on. We're we're getting into the last hours of this movie, and we're kind of seeing where everyone's going to fall. Mm-hmm. Get- we're gonna we're gonna get through them one at a time before we get back to Julia and Reed. The first one that I think is one of my favorites is we see Sean Jackson asleep in a chair in front of a fire, mm-hmm. and this well dressed figure walks into the background, and we're like, Who is it? Who is it? It's Holden. It's Bradley Cooper. From the plane. Bradley Mm -hmm. Cooper and Eric Dane are lovers. It's the best. That was a shock to my 2010 brain. Was it? It was. You didn't see that coming? I really didn't. I just love how he wakes him up and he gives him a little gift and a kiss. It's so adorable. Did you see the news? And he was like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Good on you, but he's the one that didn't want them to be closeted. Yeah. And was putting pressure on him to come out. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. God, guys, just let people be gay. It's literally not that hard. They're not hurting anyone. Oh my God. Did you guys mind your business? <laughs> mind your oh, business. Did you, did you forget? Mind your business. <laughs> we cut to Kelvin at the news desk. But let's allow future generations to decide where to place Sean Jackson in history. But let's be clear. It's not about defiance. It's about what a man will do for love. I stand behind you, Sean, metaphorically. He was super grumpy at the beginning of the day because he had to cover lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But it has ended up helping his career. Who came to watch the telecast? Kara did. Yeah, She's sitting on the stairs Mm -hmm. watching him wrap up. I love how at the end there, she's there on the studio and he's showing her around. And the guys in the (laughs) production (laughs) room are putting them on green screen. Like they're on a beach. It's really romantic because he's trying to keep, he's trying to teach her a handshake that she's too white to do. I'll teach you this. You know what I'm saying? Just keep the fish. It's just a little. No, no. no. Open you. Open. You you know what? It's not happening. I got a better idea. And pulls her in for a kiss. Mm -hmm. It's so sweet. So Kara and Kelvin are together. Holden and Sean are together. Mm -hmm. Who's next? Elsewhere in Los Angeles, Jason shows up to Liz's apartment to apologize. Mm -hmm. And she's like, listen, I'm just going to apologize for the way you found out. I'm not apologizing for anything else. He's like, you shouldn't have to. And when you found out something about me you didn't like, you judged me and failed. I don't think that's a promising foundation for a relationship. You know what? You're right. I just spent all night in a cemetery. And I actually learned something. Um, In a relationship, you have to accept the other person... For all of what they are, yeah. and not just the parts that are easy to like. Somebody in a graveyard just told me that you have to love all of the person. <laughs> yeah, exactly! <laughs> and if that involves naughty nymphos, sign me up. Okay, I admit it. This movie got me. This movie got me, even though I was watching it, and I was like, gosh, this is dumber than I remember. Edison in his, is in his bed, looking rather gloomy, and we see this figure appear at his bedside, and his eyes open real wide, and he says, Mommy! And it's Kate. Yeah. Julia Roberts. It's Julia Roberts. The, the army captain. Oh, you're so big. And literally, I didn't start to cry. Uh-huh. Until she's holding him and she goes, you're so big. I know. And I was like, it just, it got to me. I like started to tear up because she's just, she was so, she was just like, shocked she flew all the way home to see him uh, for a few hours on valentine's day get that look off your face I mean, You're crying up in here <laughs> it's very i mean i'm gonna admit i cried too but like just for that one moment it's very very nice i wrote why am i fucking crying this is stupid <laughs> now we're on to julia and reed mm-hmm. reed is standing on that bridge outside his house And he's taking all the unsold flowers and he's cutting the stems off and just throwing them into the river. Mm -hmm. She walks up to him and she's like, what are you doing there, Reed? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the story he tells about what he used to do with the unsold flowers. I used to actually put them together and practice new designs Mm -hmm. with them and drop them off on a random doorstep with notes saying, somebody out there loves you. Then I got to thinking... What if they found out that someone was me? Would they want me to be the one that loves them? I would. Oh my god. Jennifer, Jennifer Garner goes. I would. They kiss. It's such a. It's such a moment of tension because you knew they were gonna end up together. Yeah. But they kiss and they're just like, hmm. That was awkward. That was awkward. <laughs> which I love. And they start ragging each ragging on each other about their kissing abilities. <laughs> and so. They do it again, and it's better the second time. Mm -hmm. And while they kiss, we get Romeo Midnight back on the voiceover, and he takes us out. It's Romeo Midnight one last time. Only 30 seconds left now before it's just another day. So count it down with me, lovers, and raise your glass to those three little words that we all want to hear. Let's get naked. The only thing, before we talk about what we took away from this movie, I just want to talk about one thing. Can we bring back bloopers in in the credits of movies, please? I do love them. Like Anne Hathaway breaking the moped. And oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. When the driver is taking Julia Roberts past Rodeo Drive. You look out the window, ma'am. We're passing the famous Rodeo Drive. You ever shopped here? I did once, actually. A big mistake. Big. Huge. If you know you know. From Pretty Woman. Yeah, it's from Pretty Woman. This movie may be dumb, but there's not a single actor in it whose performance I don't enjoy. They're all good actors. Even Taylor Swift, she's not a actress, but I liked her performance. Gary Marshall has a talent for putting talent together. Yeah, he's good at identifying chemistries mm-hmm. and translating them in a meaningful way. I love me an ensemble film. This was a lot to cover. Yeah. The story is a bit contrived. But what's distracting from that is the fact that these stories all weave together. What did you take away from this movie? I think uh, the main thing to take away from this movie is that Valentine's Day is a lot of effort. It sure is. It's a lot of effort. It's not even a real thing. It's not. like. But this film does a great job of putting very fun mask on that that's along the lines of what i take from it too Mm -hmm. this one made-up day puts an insane amount of pressure on a lot of people and i just don't think it's worth it like, yeah, be with the one you love, love the one you're with, love yourself, do whatever you want to do to celebrate, but for goodness sake, it doesn't have to go perfectly. It also doesn't all have to happen on one day. You can treat every day like Valentine's Day. Yes, thank you very much. Like? You should be giving 100% for your partner all the time. Yeah, the other 364 days of the year. Don't just wait till you have to pay $16 for a box of chocolate. Or rent this movie for four ninety-nine. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm glad we're done talking about that. I'm glad we got through it. If you guys thought this episode was rushed, it was. (laughs) It was a lot. So if you have criticisms about this, send them on in. We need to hear these things. Okay. What are we doing this next week, Carrie Ann? Tell me what's going on. What rom-com are we gonna pick apart now? I picked this one because we had it on VHS when we were kids. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's my best friend's wedding is it really <laughs> yes no it it's not yes it is is it really yes no yes where they're singing at the dinner table no yes no yes. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do my best friend's wedding someday but we're gonna do my big fat greek wedding Next week. Yes. So look out for it. Fe- February 17th, folks. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K I C K N S T R E A M. And you can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast. With an and, not an ampersand. At gmail.com. Mm-hmm. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, Sorry Mom. Got